On this episode of AV Week, we take a look at things not to say to women in the AV industry and also ways we can treat each other better. Also, Avixa has a brand new jobs and sales report out for the latest month. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 505, recorded Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Nobody's dull. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box, and by Audio, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, Pro AV Solutions, and UCC integration systems, and by Middle Atlantic, what great systems are built on. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, Heather Sidorowicz from the beautiful city of um, Buffalo, New York. Welcome, ma'am. Hello. Welcome. It is, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Did it snow on you this week? Because it snowed on me in St. Louis. Absolutely did, yes. It, it, it was pretty depressing. We had this wonderful early spring followed by snow. No. Of course, we didn't take our snow brushes out of our car because we knew better. Well, not until May, at least. Up in oh, at least. Yeah. Uh, somebody else who also doesn't take it out of his car uh, is Joe Dunbar because he's up in Minneapolis. Welcome, sir. He's from Sennheiser. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Our, uh, our weather is hopefully shaping up soon. But yeah, Ben, the spring came and teased us early and now it's got cold again. So we're all feeling it. We, well, all, all three of us. The only person on this call who doesn't even own a snowbrush is Joey Lloyd from Avixa down in Atlanta. Welcome, ma'am. Hi there. Nice to be here. And just so people know that I wasn't picking on you, you don't own a snowbrush, do you? I, I do not. Uh, we, we don't do snow in Atlanta. And when it happens, the entire nation hears about it because we shut down. So, yeah, yes. no, no snow. Yeah, there was a there was a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Joe and Erica Carroll, was telling me the story a couple of years ago when you guys got like a quarter inch of snow or something like that. And all up and down 75, there were snow trucks and snow plows on these different um, exits and, and um, rest areas waiting for the snow to happen. And it was from you know places like Tennessee and Kentucky and Illinois and Virginia and just sitting there making whatever it is those those folks made. So good for them. So we, 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 got, a, we got snow apocalypse a couple of years back and... Um, it was not very much snow. I'm sure Heather and Joe and you, Kim, would just laugh at the amount. I think it was two inches. But the challenge with Atlanta is that we have a lot of hills um, and you know rises and falls, and so um, it freezes. And we don't keep any of the utility trucks that we need in the city. So um, for as lame as it is, and we made all the news for it, there there is a little bit of, of an excuse there. But, yeah, we, we don't like snow in Atlanta. No, and, and I will not put myself in Joe or Heather's level when it comes to snow. Come on. I have all, all the fresh water I can shovel off my driveway. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I, I do recall a couple of years ago, Heather was on one of our other programs, and I, there was quite literally, like, what, two feet of snow in your driveway at that moment in time? That At least. That was the worst snowfall possibly ever. We had a total of seven feet. Yeah. Feet. 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 
that's the lake effect, right? That's something that was lake effect. It was called, it was a very unique, very narrow storm. I mean, buried for five days, couldn't get out of your driveway, let alone your street. It was, it was an adventure. I mean, if it's going to snow, we might as well make it a big adventure. Yeah. Seven so feet, why not? You do the same thing where you get like milk and, and eggs and, and bread. Is that, or is that just a Southern thing? I, for some reason we, we make pancakes. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think that people still run out. I mean, I think that we're just a nation now of like anything. Oh, it's going to rain today. Let's run out and buy more bread. <laughs> or toilet paper. paper. <laughs> Which I heard now toilet paper is back in stock. So everybody can relax oh, a little goodness. bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, first story actually comes to us from, from Heather Sidorowitz. Uh, real quick backstory on this. Um, Heather wrote a very nice piece for us in, uh, in, in Aviation. Go by find it, aviation.tv. Uh, Mitchell will put a link to it on, on uh, this episode's page. Um, Heather, I'm going to let you tell the story, but one of the things is on the, in the back end, I am part of an email group, uh, me personally, Tim, uh, of AV yoga, uh, people. Um, I, I may be the only, you're the only man. (laughs) I am on the, I am the only man on this group. Uh, and so Heather starts talking about this and I am quite literally like the only, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) just reading some of these things. So Heather, you go ahead, you tell the story. I'm just going to do what I did in the email chain and sit back and shut my mouth. All right. So um, about two weeks ago, I was on a call with a manufacturer. I'll keep all names out because I don't think that we need to crucify anybody. I just think that the goal is to bring attention to it. And during that call um, with that manufacturer who we'd been partners with for years. So it's not like they had never known us or spoken to us before. Um, I had two male colleagues in that meeting. Um, I'll point out that I'm the owner of the company. And during that time, as we're having a conversation and talking about women-owned businesses, because in New York State, that plays a part in the way that state entities can purchase. Um, And he said, well, my experience with with women-owned businesses is that they're just all box pushers. And I don't think that he said it to try to necessarily be condescending, but I was so flabbergasted and pissed um, that I came back to this group um, of, of girls and... Tim, not knowing that at the time, and said, oh my God, Like I, this happened. Like I'm angry. And there was an outcry of support from the other people on the email thread. And after reading those pieces, it, I sat with it for a while, a week or so really, um, and thought, you know, it it's a lot to take. It's it's not a make or break. I, I love what I do. I love our industry. I think it's filled with mostly great people. Um, you know, I've traveled to countless, you can see behind me, there's all these badges. I've traveled to countless conferences by myself. I've never felt threatened. None, none of that has happened. But sometimes the comments that are made are inappropriate. So I, I compared it to paper cuts. We can all survive a paper cut, but over and over when it happens, at some point you want to bring attention to it. So I went back out to this group and asked them if they could share some of their stories with me. I took all the names of the people out um, and whoever said it out so that it wasn't, it, again, I really want to strongly say I do not think that this should be a man versus woman scenario. I believe in a world of where there's just both everywhere because scientifically proven that we see things and look at things differently. Um, So it gives better perspective to a board. It gives better perspective to your company. So if your company's all men, um, my husband in his previous job worked with all women and 
he was him and one other man and like 20 women. I believe that that's just as inappropriate as as we find sometimes on, on the other side, maybe in our industry. So yeah, called some attention to it and was kind of blown away by what other people have heard said as well. Um, so put it out there and started that conversation because change won't happen if we're always too afraid to talk about it. All right. So a couple of the comments that that uh, Heather got back were um, simple ones, right? And not simple ones, one, ones that, that you kind of would get, right? Um, nice rack is one of them. And in, in talking beforehand, Joe Dunbar said, Oh my gosh, I, I, you know, that how offensive, here's the thing. I have heard that more than once on the show floor, not picking on any show, Joey, (laughs) multiple shows, right? I, I have heard that, um, in, um, you know, in, in, on job sites and so So that's one that I, I had heard and, and that one didn't, not that it didn't shock me. It didn't surprise me. But here's the one that one that that kind of did, and, and Joey, I want to get your your two cents and, and kind of get also all three of yours. You know um, what we can do to to, to be better. Quite frankly, um, one of the ones was uh, I have to admit, if you were a man, I would have signed the agreement by now. This is a customer, right? This is that was the one that that like the the readily admission that. Because you're a woman, I'm not. I'm, I'm actively choosing not to do business with you, and that's the one that that kind of got me. Um, I'll jump into that one to say that I'll admit that that one did happen to me. That was me. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that was me, and it was uh, years back, maybe five ish years back. And he owned an electrical company, and he would meet, and he was building a very fancy house at the time. And not only did he say that, but he then went out and signed up to be a dealer for one of the manufacturers so that he could find out what cost was so that he could try to negotiate better. When he gave me his deposit, it was at that time, I think one of the larger jobs I had sold, I sent it back to him. And it was super scary to do that. And it was the greatest decision I ever made. Uh, Rich Fergoso once gave me a line that said, sometimes the most profitable profitable job you have is the one you said no to. And I'm super happy that I did. I never looked back and have never regretted that moment and just said, maybe you should take your business elsewhere. And I would, there are lots of, of words of wisdom that I've got, I've gained from, from Uncle Richie over the years. And that's also another one. Yeah, absolutely. So Joey, we'll start with you on this. And, and Joe, you and I will kind of finish this out. One of the other conversations that has come up inside this, this AV uh, group that I'm in um is what to call people in 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 terms of endearment right and some of the ones that that have come up are 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 phrases like hun and sweetie and dear and sweetheart and toots Um, toots right or or you know they're they're you know and you know the question has been asked well what can you say right and and actually some of the conversations then kind of morphed into well and those were terms of endearment that some, some people genuinely mean uh, to mean well with, right? Then you get into colorful language, right? Curse words. You know, um, uh, so how far can you take that? So let's, let's kind of give this an overarching, how do we treat each other better as human beings, Joey? You know, how do we, you know, what, what is it that we, we can do? And is it just simply just be a better human? Uh, is it simple as that? Or is it, you know, really kind of put ourselves in other people's shoes and, and say, you know, kind of what, you know, the whole golden rule, how would I want to be treated? That is such a large question. 
of course be better humans, of course be good to one another. But the fact of the matter is that we, we work in business, we work in a professional environment. It is our job to treat each other with respect and to know each other's names. And I am totally afoul of forgetting people's names. I do it often. It goes in one ear and it goes straight out the other. I am terrible. I have to meet you probably a half a dozen times before I will truly remember your name. That said, be kind enough to use the proper name. If you don't remember, ask. I, I do have a fairly recent memory of someone, hey doll, I, I, I am nobody's doll. I have spent a career being not a doll, being considered to be quite aggressive and straightforward in most things. Strong. Strong, yes. Um, but no, you, you use somebody's name, use the name that they want to be called. And I think that comes, that comes to, to pronouns. And, and you may notice that I've put my pronouns in, in my display information. Um, it's really important to treat people with respect in the way that they want to be treated and to understand that. Um, I, I don't know anything more straightforward than that. I have a strange spelling on my name and, and a somewhat uh, masculine name. Um, I just had a meeting very recently where someone did not use my name correctly. It was really uncomfortable and really annoying. And I, I had to speak up and say, my name is Joey. It's not Joe. <laughs> and I was going to ask you what, what they called you because, you know, to, to me, and, but I was introduced to you, I think before you and I ever, um, before I ever knew how to spell your name. So maybe that's the advantage that I had. I have never been offended by someone asking me about my name, how to say it appropriately. Um, and I, when I get on the phone with new people and I don't know how to say their name appropriately, I ask and I really do try to get it right. Uh, it, it is a sign of respect and I think it's a really pretty simple one. It is, absolutely. Mr. Dunbar, same kind of question is how, how, do, we, how do we treat each other better? I have a lot of thoughts on this. It's funny talking about your name. Uh, my sister's name is Kate and she had, uh, she goes by Kate and she had a teacher who for her entire, uh, you know, career at that place, uh, called her Katie and it drove her insane. And like, that's not a gendered thing at all. That's just, it's disrespectful because that's how people wish to be addressed. Uh, just to further that point, Joey. And then also, um, you know, in terms of endearment and things like that, I, in sales, especially, I really want to let people know, you know, uh, my position and I try to come from a place of positivity and, and build positive relationships with people. And I use terms like friend and my partner and buddy, you know, we're partners together and you're my friend and that sort of thing. And again, those are non-gendered terms of endearment. And like that shows that I have a positive feeling towards our discussion or our conversation or our relationship. And Certainly, uh, not that we need more of the male perspective, but I have really tried to be great about just like doing more listening. Uh, my personality certain lend, certainly lends itself to being the type of person who can be, uh, you know, loud and, uh, you know, run a show if I need to or something like that. But trying to make sure that if somebody's not speaking up, that we give them the space to speak up and a platform to speak up and those types of things. So it's it really goes back to being, uh, you know, respectful and, and just 
um, fostering a community of respect and a, and a you know an industry of respect. And our friend uh, Megan Dutta just uh, published an article about uh, diversity and inclusion and how important it is, um, not only uh, on a human level, but also, uh, to your point, Heather, at a, at a business level. It's better for everybody on every level. Um, so just be a better, like, take the time to be a better person and maybe think before you speak next time. I think it goes beyond that is, is we also should try harder to prop each other up. I think in history, uh, women can sometimes be other females' worst enemy instead of propping each other up and being positive. I, before, so to go back to Tim, how this, this email thread started, I've been in this business now for 20 years. I've never felt like I had a girl gang. I didn't, I really didn't know enough people. I remember going to my very first Infocom and knowing nobody there. Um, and because of the pandemic, um, Katie McGregor started this group um, just to get together. Hey, I have a yoga teacher who's willing to teach virtually. We can all pop on. And, you know, what happened is you had people from all over the world who were popping on and then connecting and then propping each other up. And then there was a voice. And when you feel supported, you're more likely to say, hey, this is happening. Um, and we as females sometimes don't go out of our way to say, hey, Joey, I was on that podcast with you today. You were so brave and fierce and it was awesome versus like, oh, I didn't like the way she dot, dot, dot. Like we, we all, females have to do it as well. We can be our own worst enemy sometimes. We, sh- we should go out of our way to, to prop everyone else up and to help out as well. I, I think it, yes, Heather, and thank you. But I think it goes beyond that. I, I think moving away from, there, there's nothing wrong with being competitive and being your best self and, and trying to raise about whatever it is that you are currently doing. But I think in this past year, particularly the social media that has has grown and, and the AV tweets and, and particularly huge shout out to, to Chris and what he's been doing, but there has been such support and the ability for people of all types, shapes, and colors to share what's going on in their personal world and not just what's going on from a business front has been amazing. Um, and, and there are so many people that I don't think I've had the chance to meet in person. And yet I feel like I, I know them and I, I know personal things. It's, it's been amazing. And so it's not just, yes, women can be terrible to other women and mean girls suck. Um, but beyond that, it's it's about everyone and supporting each other. I, Tim, I I don't know honestly if it's something that you just do with me, or I, I feel like you might have a, a kind of a list you're going after. But I get the occasional text message of you're fantastic and you're special, and I have to tell you, it makes me glow. It, it, I, it like my whole day is that much better because you reached out and said I think you're awesome. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I, there, there, I, I have tried over the last year, and, and there are some people that are still, I, I do have a list that I haven't gotten to yet, quite frankly. Um, and it's just what I'm feeling at that moment in time, right? That, that, that day, who's on my high, mind, who's on my heart, right? Type thing. Not to get too overly spiritual about that. No, but if we all do that, right? So if we pay it yeah. forward in that way, think Absolutely. of just what about a world the place the world would be and and yeah it, that's in every facet of her life which we should teach that to our children and and it is about respect and being better and sometimes calling people out to say hey you know that wasn't cool what you said um i'm not great at that part yet um 
I mean, although I did, and but it was thanks to Tim. Tim called me after he saw that email and said, hey, I know somebody else at this company. Would you mind if I called them? And I said, no. So that, you know, I'm not trying to get this guy fired, but someone to say, hey, this isn't something that you should say. <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious to you. Well, and, and you know, there there is something I have learned um, over the years um, that being where where kind of I am and, and where, you know, the the idea that I'm a, a, a cis white male, right, in a predominantly white industry, white male industry, um, there is a certain responsibility that I have um, to when something is wrong, to take it on myself and say, okay, we, we can be better and we should be better. So let me in one small way try to fix this, right? I, I cannot fix the entire industry. That is that it's not possible. But there is a there is a day and a moment in time where I can fix this, right? And and knowing the company and knowing certain people in the company, I knew damn good and well that that's not how that company runs. So I was I felt comfortable enough with my relationship with them, uh, you know, and say to to confidently say. If you let me, I can connect the two of you, Heather, not, not to this other company, and they'll make it right in some way, shape, or form. And they did. They did all, they did all the right, appropriate things. Yeah. Now, not saying that I, I wouldn't do it because I wasn't you know, comfortable, but that, but that I, I could almost speak for that company. I, I had that level of relationship with, with these folks, right? Um, and, and I knew, and they did exactly what I knew they would do, right? So. Um, one last thing on Joey's point that there is about social media. There are certain people that I have yet to meet in person, probably because of the pandemic. Joe's one of them, right? I, I cannot wait for the moment where I can I can hug the crap out of Joe's neck in person, real, because I've never met him in person, right? But I've learned to just kind of fall in love with this this guy, and and he's just fantastic and just full of energy, and so incredibly uh, excited to. By the time you listen to this, I'm going to be in New Jersey, right, on my first actual trip. <laughs> Uh, hanging out with the folks at Crestron. Uh, in, in three, four months' time, we'll be in Indianapolis for Cedia. And shortly thereafter, we'll be, you know, in, in Orlando for for Infocom. Yeah, incredibly excited to see some people uh, for the first time in person and obviously all of you. So um, we have time for one more story, and we're going to pick on Joey <laughs> for for it because um, it's, it's, it's Avixis. So uh, Avixis laid out a pretty impressive, actually, uh, business index number. This is something they do every single month. They They pick on, on the uh, integrators uh, and um, of the of the industry and say, all right, guys and gals, what have you looked at? What have you seen? Uh, and where are you at, both from a sales standpoint, as honestly, as, as far as an employment standpoint, too? Uh, nice little increase. Um, a lot, especially on the employment side, uh, remained unchanged. Um, but very, very uh, good uptick, at least uh, from the employment side. Uh, smaller uptick on, on, the, on the sales side, but still very, very nice. Uh, Joey, first kind of question to you on this. First of all, you know, when you guys started doing this, what, because you did it pre-pandemic, but you've continued to do so, which has been very helpful, even on the, on the months when it wasn't so rosy, um, you know, what were you guys, you know, trying to get out of this when you started pinging and, and, you know, um, interviewing and, and surveying, uh, the industry? I think it's important as the, the industry organization that we keep a pulse on what's going on. And that's that's really, it's it's part of the the Avixa benefit. Um, I'm, it's it's important that, that 
we not only are paying attention as an industry to, you know, what are the installs that we see, right? We get to see those pictures and we get to, to get those things out there, but this is a way to practically um, understand your business and how to forecast for the business. And so really that's, that's the impetus of it. Um, our, our market insights folks that get involved and, and take surveys on a regular basis and, and share their information are absolutely fantastic. Um, we invite any and all to take part in it, uh, the more the merrier in, in that front. Um, but it's it's really for the benefit of the industry. It's it's not for us personally, it's it's how, how to make your business better, how to forecast, how to understand what's coming next. And so when you when you look at this, what does this tell you as far as the rest of the year, right? And, and yes, we're in the beginnings of, of the second quarter. Um, you, depending on who you talk to, I've heard manufacturing specifically that they've had a pretty good first quarter. Um, there are folks that, that are kind of counting on, on third and fourth, quite frankly, both from an integration side and a manufacturing side, but there are some manufacturers who, are, who had a pretty decent first quarter. We also have issues of supply chain. That's a whole nother ball of wax, not covered in this, in this uh, report. But what does this tell you, Joey, who's been in the industry for a long time, but also Avixa? We're cautiously optimistic. I think that this comes together as we look at the vaccination rollout, um, particularly, you know, I, I can speak to that here in the U.S. I don't have as much insights across the globe. Um, but what we're looking at is how companies and people are feeling, both buyers and sellers, as we're getting vaccinated as we're contemplating getting back to the office as people are talking about okay we're going to have people back in the office we're going to have people back in stadiums they're you know it we're, we're coming back together and so we're, we're seeing those pieces meld and come together um i think where there was not as much in the employment part has to do with we certainly saw that the downturn of last year and and we're still somewhat reeling from those that you know are underemployed or, or unemployed um and so rather than this this great big wealth of we're gonna hire so that we can do more business i think companies are are staying somewhat quiet on that front and they're they're working with what they have they have existing availability existing employees they have the that in place so they're they're staying put there Joe, same kind of question, both from a manufacturing side, you work for Sennheiser, but also from, you know, you, the, the AV professional, what do you, what do you see uh, and what does this report say to you? Actually, I, I have been loving these reports because it allows me to compare what I feel and what I've learned talking to my customers and my colleagues in the industry to what other people probably not in my region uh, necessarily are feeling. So I can kind of get a real gauge on things and start to put those feelings against some other, uh, you know, factual information to see how accurate that may be. And also just this week, uh, very safely, uh, a bunch of vaccinated people, I was able to go travel and meet with some customers for the first time in the region. And to your point earlier, Tim, uh, it was fantastic to meet people that I had only met virtually. And it really just felt like it was so refreshing. Um, it brought me so much energy and positivity. So I think one important thing to point out about the report is that it did specifically say that, you know, next month may not look like this month and just pointing out that things are going to continue to be a bit of a roller coaster for a while, but the overall trends are looking upwards. And I think we need to carry forward with that kind of, you know, positivity and optimism. Heather, you'll have the last word on this as, as somebody who's, you know, closer to both than both Joey and, 
and Joe, you know, what are you seeing? Uh, we are starting to see things open up. So it, it's interesting people who don't, you know, we all have the family members who don't understand what we do. Um, so those that said that say... Nobody understands what we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must be doing amazing because of all this virtual stuff. And you say, well, one-to-one isn't, you know, laptop-to-laptop is not our jam, but one-to-some is. So now that people are going back into the office and as you explain it to them and say... You need to collaborate the same way as if everybody's here, but now maybe half are not going to be here because not everyone's going to go back to work every day and how much more important it is. So it gave us credence to what we do, um, how important an excellent microphone is, how important the right camera is. It and, and we're seeing things open back up. So things that were sidelined, backburned for the last six months are now starting to come through and we can feel like everybody feels that pulse here at South Town Audio Video as things that we're getting verbals and POs and we can just hear the ching. It's, you know, it's going up the hill. Um, And so that we're definitely seeing things start to come back alive. Very good. That'll be a good place to stop. Uh, Thank you all so much. Joey Lloyd from Avixa. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. How do people connect with you or Avixa? You can catch me at Joe Lloyd across Twitter or jlloyd at avixa.org and always uh, for avixa at avixa. All right, very good. Heather Sidorowitz, thank you, ma'am. How do people connect, people connect with you or Southtown? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I am tech uh, underscore chi as in a balance between life and technology. Um, Tim and I, when we first met, I said, hi, I'm Heather. He's like, I don't know who you are. I said, hi, I'm Tech Chi. And he said, I know who you are. Um, so yes, Tech Chi over on Twitter. Um, and Southtown Audio Video is the name of my company. Heather at Southtown. A is an Apple. V is in Victor.com. Uh, true story. Actually, it happened at, at uh, the first Aviation tweet up, which we're doing, I guess, our eighth or ninth one this year at Infocom. So That's crazy. Because uh, we didn't true. age at all, Tim. Not at all. No, just for the record, the the young lady that you hear on This Is AV Nation uh, just turned 15. So there you go. Uh, that'll make it that'll make me feel old. Uh, Mr. Dunbar, thank you, sir. How do people connect with you and Sennheiser? Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, you can find me, joe.dunbar at sennheiser.com uh, via email, certainly on Twitter at joedinav and uh, LinkedIn as well. I try to stay really active there. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, sir. Always. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for watching and for listening. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me uh, on the Twitters um, because I got caught in a freaking Twitter storm about Shit's Creek. Um, <laughs> so don't follow me. Don't, don't, don't do it. No. Um, I, I, I mentioned the fact that by the time you hear this, I will be in New Jersey. Uh, Crestron's Masters uh, kicks off on Tuesday of this week as you're listening to it. So I'll be live tweeting and blogging, and then I get to sit down with a fireside chat with uh, the C-suite, the, the executives there, Randy Klein and the, and the folks there. So you can check that out. And actually, we're actually doing two specials, two uh, aviation specials, one on the resi side and one on the commercial side about some of their, their announcements. So check that out. Uh, also, check out our, our sponsors and our, our uh, advertisers, these help folks who help us bring you AV Week, like Crestron does and uh, Sennheiser. So we thank them for their support. So all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. Thank you.